Grace you and peace from God our Father and from our risen and living Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. God's word which we hear this morning is from John chapter 7 verses 37 to 39. On the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out saying, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. But this he spoke concerning the Spirit, whom those who, believing in him, would receive. For the Holy Spirit was not yet given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. So far the word of the Lord. Sanctify us by your truth, O Lord. Your word is truth. Amen. So how would you feel if you get a present? Birthday, Christmas, whatever. This one is Christmas. It's got Christmas trees and hedgehogs. You open it up. I wrapped it too well this morning. What's inside? Inside is a note saying, more love. That's your gift. More love. <laughs> kind of disappointing, huh? I'm disappointed. I knew what was in it. It would be kind of a disappointing uh, gift. It sounds good. More love. But it's, pretty, it's too abstract. Without something concrete to back it up, it doesn't really seem that great. If you back it up with something concrete, like, oh, I'm going to show my love more by doing the dishes, putting my dirty clothes in the hamper instead of leaving them on the floor, that would be a pretty good gift. But just the abstract more love by itself is, that could be kind of disappointing. When you walk down the aisle and you get married, you promise to love each other to say I do to, till death do us part. Again, that's pretty abstract, that promise of, of love. And so you have, to, you have to leave the church, you have to go away from the altar, and you have to learn how to, how to make it concrete, how to show that love in, in your everyday life. How in my life am I going to, to love one another? This morning there is one fruit strip left in the box. My wife has gone camping. There's one fruit strip left in the box. I kind of wanted to eat it, but I left it for her. Now, granted, a minute before there were three in the box, but that's not important. The important thing is the last one I, I left for her, right? A concrete way to, to show your love. Abstract things sound good, but we usually appreciate something concrete a little more. What Jesus is talking about in our text this morning might at first seem abstract. Out of your heart will flow rivers of living water. And because it seems kind of abstract, we might have a tendency to, to read through, say that's great, move on, the next passage, not really stop to think about it too much. Not really appreciate it as much. But actually, Jesus is being very concrete. He's promising us gifts that will, that will fill our lives. He's being uh, very specific. He's talking about <clears throat> that giving of the Holy Spirit. And that day of Pentecost and that, that gift of the Holy Spirit that is, is still with us to this day. When Jesus was talking to the Samaritan woman, of course, uh, he promised her the same thing, a, a fountain overflowing from your heart. The Samaritan woman took Jesus... Uh, she was looking for something concrete. Now, she took Jesus a little too literally. 
She thought, well, I'll never have to draw water from the well again. Maybe she was being sarcastic, but I, I think she was taking Jesus very literally there. And Jesus is not being literal when he talks about fountains in our heart. Uh, we're not going to have you know, water pouring out of our head like one of those statues. He's not being literal. He is being metaphorical, but he is still being concrete. There are a specific, there's a specific gift that he's talking about here that is going to affect our lives and change it in a very real way. And that's what the Festival of Pentecost is. That's what today is about. It's about receiving not only that Holy Spirit, but all of the, the gifts that he brings to us. All the things that he does for us in our life. Now, if you look back earlier in the chapter of our text, you find out that the feast that John is talking about, the last day, the great day of the feast, he says, that feast is uh, the Feast of Tabernacles, or sometimes called the Festival of Booths, too. This was a harvest festival. The children of Israel would come. This was in the... In the Jewish calendar, it was around about our October. Uh, the Jewish calendar, of course, moves back and forth. It's a lunar calendar. It's not, uh, very, it's not very good at staying in the same spot uh, in comparison to our calendar. But sometime late September, October, somewhere around there, they would have this harvest festival. They would come to Jerusalem. They would live in tents made out of tree boughs. Uh, and leaves to remember how they lived in the wilderness and to thank God for the land that they received and, and the harvest, the olives and the grapes and the, the wheat and the barley, all, all the things that they had just harvested. But during this harvest celebration, they would not forget to thank God also for the rain that causes the crops to grow. And so it's an eight-day festival every day for seven of those eight days they would have this drawing of water ceremony. They would draw water out of the Pool of Siloam and they would bring it and pour it out uh, near the temple to remind them of the rain that God sent and to give thanks for him for the rain. Now there's some historical evidence that they didn't do that on the eighth day for some reason. But either way, it's this last day, this eighth day, and Jesus says, this water that you pour out every day, maybe not today, but every other day, I'm going to give you something greater. You, you're coming to thank God for these, these gifts of barley and olives and, and grapes and the gifts of the rain. I'm going to pour out greater water, better water upon you, which is going to result in greater crops growing, not, not in your farms, but in your hearts. Real, concrete gifts that I'm going to fill your life with. There's no question as to what Jesus is talking about. The Apostle John tells us specifically that he was talking about the giving of the Holy Spirit, which was going to happen on the day of Pentecost. And if you look then at what our reading from Acts, of course, the day of Pentecost and what happened there, again, there's nothing abstract about those gifts that were given. The Holy Spirit was poured out upon them. And what did they do? They spoke in tongues, and most importantly, they prophesied, they preached about Jesus. The giving of the Holy Spirit changed their lives in a very real and concrete way. It gave them that, that gift of speaking in tongues as well as that, that boldness to go out and to proclaim Jesus. That gift was not just given to the apostles. That's the same thing that Jesus is promising to us as well. That through him we receive this Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit gives gifts to his church, real, concrete gifts that, 
that change our lives, that help us in our, our daily faith. Out of your heart will pour living waters. Paul, talking in Ephesians uh, chapter 4, verse 8, says, Therefore he, he's talking about Jesus, Therefore he, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive, and he gave gifts to men. What are those gifts? Well, he goes on a couple verses later, And he himself gave some to be apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. Right? Very real concrete gifts God is giving to his church. Teachers and pastors and missionaries to, to preach the word, the word of God itself, to teach and uh, help us to, to grow, grow in our faith. Elsewhere in, in 2 Corinthians, Paul says, And now all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given to us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. You notice what Paul is saying there. He reminds us how Jesus came, died for our sins, and through that death we have that forgiveness of sins, very real, very important, but more abstract. It's not something you can see and point to. It does change our lives, but more abstract. But with that gift of forgiveness, with that reconciliation with God, also he gives us the ministry of reconciliation, something very much more concrete. He gives us his word. He gives us the pastors and teachers. He gives us the Holy Spirit that helps us to, to share that word uh, with others as well. So you go back to that analogy of the wedding, right? You go, you, you say your vows, you promise to, to love one another till death, and then you go home. How do we show this love? Christ died declaring his love for us, giving to us the forgiveness of sins. But with that forgiveness of sins, he also gives us these gifts of the Holy Spirit uh, to show his love for us in our everyday life. Romans chapter 12, Paul talks there again about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. He mentions, again, he mentions ministry and teaching, but he also mentions, mentions, mentions encouraging one another. He mentions uh, those who have money to support the church that way, those who are, are good at being leaders in the church. He even mentions those who are, are just cheerful people. And what a gift those people are to the church, aren't they? Uh, people who are just generally upbeat and positive and cheerful. Uh, it's wonderful to have people like that. We have a few people like that uh, in our church. We have lots of people like that in our church. What am I talking about, right? Uh, it just, uh, it's encouraging to be around those people. That's a gift from God uh, to the church. And so that's what Jesus is talking about here. That, that living water that pours out of our hearts and the Holy Spirit which pours his blessings, his gifts upon us. Rain Wilson has a new uh, TV show, the, what is it called, the Geography of Bliss, something like that. And he travels around the world looking for happiness in different cultures and in different places. And so he goes to Iceland and finds that uh, people who are really happy to jump into 40-degree water, I don't know why that makes them happy, but it does. It, <laughs> they like, it feels refreshing, uh, kind of makes them happy. He goes to Bulgaria, and there's a woman there who really enjoys cooking with her grandma and learning traditional Bulgarian gifts. And so there's, so the, the title of the show and the goal of the show, so the show is very abstract. I want to find happiness, right? That's a very abstract thing. But he finds it in very concrete ways, jumping into 40 degree Arctic water, apparently. And that's the same thing Jesus is talking about in our text, the same thing the scriptures is talking about. The, the giving of the Holy Spirit, the joy, the, the encouragement in our lives, 
God gives us very concrete gifts to help us, to encourage, and to strengthen us in this way. Isaiah 12, 3-4, Therefore with joy you will draw water from the wells of salvation, and in that day you will say, Praise the Lord, call upon his name, declare his deeds among the people, make mention that his name is exalted. So once again, the prophet Isaiah is looking forward to that giving of the Holy Spirit, that coming of Pentecost, and uh, on the day you will with joy draw from that well of salvation. Uh, so that forgiveness which is ours in Christ, abstract thing, but the result is declaring his deeds, the thing God has done for us, concrete again, making mention that his name is exalted among the nations. Again, a concrete way to go out and to share that joy with uh, each other. Jesus' promises here are very concrete. He, he's filling our lives with his blessings. They're spiritual blessings, a lot of them, but they're still uh, very concrete, very specific in many ways. But his call, his invitation, is also very specific and concrete in our text as well, isn't it? Because he says, come to me. Come to me and drink. Once again, we might pass that off. We might think of it as something abstract. Well, I believe in Jesus. Uh, that's all he's talking about there. Uh, move on with our lives. But notice the words Jesus uses. He says, come, and he says, drink. And so there are churches that kind of use it in that abstract way. Oh, we have the Holy Spirit. Oh, we believe. We have faith in our hearts. That's all we need. We don't need God's word. We don't need God's sacraments. Oh, we, can, we can look into our own hearts. There are Christians, there are churches that, that teach that, that preach that. But that's not what Jesus says, is it? He says, come to me. Come to me. Continue to come to me. Continue to drink of me. To drink of God's word. And it's through that coming to him in his word and that drinking of his sacraments that the Holy Spirit fills our lives with these, these gifts of God. Isaiah 55 verse 1. Every, ho, ho, I don't, not sure what that word means, but ho, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters, and you who have no money, come, buy and eat. Yes, Come, buy wine and milk without money and without, without price. The water is free. The gifts are free. They're freely given through Jesus Christ, but they're given, what does Jesus say? To those who come and drink and are filled with the Holy Spirit. Sometimes we wonder, why aren't we filled with the Holy Spirit the way they were, the way they were on Pentecost? Why aren't we filled with the Holy Spirit the way that uh, Stephen was? Now why doesn't our life feel like it's filled with God's blessings? Well, do we do what Jesus says here? Do we come regularly to him? Do we fill our lives with his word and with his sacraments? Uh, that is the means by which God gives us these gifts. What do we hear every Sunday in church after we read God's word? We read, blessed are they those who hear God's word and keep it. Blessed. That means to be filled with God's gifts. Uh, those are blessed. Those people, their lives are filled with God's gifts who regularly come to his word and treasure it. We talked about that, oh, what was that, Thursday night? We talked about uh, pondering that word, treasuring it in your hearts and, and keeping it with you. Not just while you're learning it for confirmation, but throughout your life. Just as you're not going to grow crops in the desert, right? Not unless you have a really good irrigation system. Uh, in a large pipeline. And so God's gifts, God's words, God's blessings are not going to grow in a heart that does not, it's not watered by God's word and his sacraments. 
Matthew 7, 24. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. Jesus has presence. He has gifts for us, and we open his gifts. We find they're much more than just a note saying, oh, I love you more. They're very real ways that God shows his love in our lives, blesses us with one another. Uh, very often, his, the greatest of God's blessings is, is the fellowship we have with one another, but, but in other ways as well. But these gifts come to us in that, that very concrete way of coming to his word. Today is the, the festival of Pentecost. The church here focuses on, or circles around three major festivals, Christmas, Easter, and the one everyone forgets, uh, Pentecost. Uh, in fact, it's very possible some of you came to church today and didn't even realize it was Pentecost in, until you got here. It's the one we, we tend to forget, uh, not think about. We don't have presents and a Christmas tree on Pentecost that help us to remind us of it. But what we receive here is very important. In some ways, today, the Festival of Pentecost is one of the most concrete of the three major festivals. Uh, Jesus died for our sins and rose again. Most important thing, no doubt. I'm not saying Pentecost is more important than Easter. But then with that resurrection and then especially with his ascension, now he, he doesn't just give us forgiveness of sins, but he promises to fill our lives with that blessing. The Methodist Church, of course, uses the flame. We don't have one here, is it? Nope. No flame on the front there, but uh, the Methodist Church often uses that flame as a reminder of Pentecost because that's what they want. They want their lives to be filled with that blessing of that blessing that Christ promises us on Pentecost Sunday, and that's that's a wonderful thing. That's a good thing. That's not a that's not a bad thing. You need to be careful that you remember that we were forgiven through Jesus, and you don't make your life all about just those those acts and those fruits of faith. Well, that's a great thing. And that's, of course, what we receive here today, that living water, which is ours through Jesus' forgiveness and through the word. Amen. The peace of God that surpasses all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus.